You're listening to Metrotham Uncensored with host Justin Hodgkins. Listen to him ask heart-hitting questions while nerding out with his weekly guest. Metrotham Uncensored starts now. What's up, man? How's it going, brother? Not much, man. You know, just crazy week, <laughs> fucking crazy year. Yeah, twenty twenty can uh, twenty twenty suck, suck a dick. <laughs> Don't worry, we can say big the full old thing now, fat Mark. one. <laughs> yeah. Here's twenty twenty. Don't, don't share good whiskey to twenty twenty. Hundred and eleven proof, brought to you by the uh, Chattanooga whiskey. Chattanooga whiskey. Check them out. They're not a sponsor, but we love it. Support local, right? Check back us on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Dude, this is uh, this is the first episode. Apparently, you know, future episodes won't be like this. But you know, you gotta get your swing off somewhere. You know, yeah. You gotta get your starting point off somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Learn and how to ramble. And in case you guys didn't know, this is Matrotham Uncensored. Oh yeah, I need to say that. I guess with, there'll be a, I guess there'll be like a little introduction. Yeah, this is Matrotham Uncensored yeah. with. Uh, I'm just gonna go by Hodgkins on this one. Hodgkins, that's okay with everybody. Yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah, I do I, love my nickname on the show and everything like that, but. I'm going to stick with a classically trained Mark. Classically trained Mark? Yeah. All right. I'm Hodgkins with the classically trained Mark, and this is <laughs> Metrotham Uncensored. What? All right. For people who don't know, Mark, how are you involved with Metrotham? Um, so, basically, I'm the brainchild behind it. Brainchild. Um, All right. So, I'm, I'm the founder, con chair, however you want to spin it. Um, and, you know, we, we started this this journey a few years back. And haven't stopped since. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. I've been on it for a little bit over a year. Yeah, I'm still considered like the the uh, the fucking newbie uh, <laughs> around most people. But you know, that we got some people that are newer than you. So yeah, but even some of those newer people have way more experience than I do in this shit. <laughs> they may have more experience, but you have heart. Go uh, planet. <laughs> go planet. Yeah. Oh, dude, Captain Planet. I don't Jesus Christ, I haven't watched that show in almost 20 years. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. I watched this uh, bridge series on it. <laughs> Did and you? At one point, like Captain Planet merges this like bad dude with a gun with a tree, and they get <laughs> give that thing voice lines, and it's just like, kill me, Captain Planet. <laughs> Did kill you see me. the Don Cheadle Captain Planet stuff? You haven't seen Don Cheadle's Captain Planet? Oh my goodness. What's Don dude. Cheadle's Captain Planet? So he basically does like spoof videos and he's Captain Planet. It oh, is that's hilarious, hilarious. That's dude. hilarious. Yeah, you need to check that out on YouTube. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of like a bridge stuff and everything like that, especially with Dragon Ball. Mm. You know, like I love Dragon Ball Z, but you know, when I try to introduce adults to Dragon Ball Z, I'm just like, just watch a bridge yeah. until you get to Super. Yoshi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Abridged is good. Um, do who I look who did Abridged? Was it Team Four Star? Yeah. yeah. Do I look Catholic to you? <laughs> they're, they're doing a lot of that now. There's a lot of like redubbings. Um, I mean, yeah, Team Four Star also did a, a bridge series of uh, Hels- Helsing. Helsing, yeah. yeah. Helsing's a good anime, man. It's, it's a good, like... It's not a masterpiece by any means, but if you want to watch someone kill vampire Nazis with two pistols that are like 50 caliber pistols, 
Yeah, it's great. It's it's a great it's a great. <laughs> it sounds I, a great, great to me. Yeah, <laughs> I just love the intro to that when the the people are acting like Edward and fucking whatever the fuck her name was in that terrible series of books and movies. Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, Twilight. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> was Stephanie Meyer? Stephanie Meyer is who you know she like came out and like said that she's regretted regretted like uh making twilight and that was pretty much like a midlife crisis for her yeah yeah so the books weren't bad though they weren't as bad as the movies like dude full disclosure only reason why i ever picked up a twilight book was i was trying to go out with this chick in my 10th grade literature class and she was all about twilight Mm -hmm. and i read a lot of books man like that's dude i was a nerd in high school i had no game to tell you anything i was trying to i was trying to read twilight to hook up with the chick that's how weak (laughs) my game was but um i mean you gotta do what you gotta do right oh yeah but it didn't even work that's the bad part then i just read a bad book for nothing yeah so but yeah but i read that i read it in a week and then I was like, everybody was wanting to talk to me about it. It's like, I used to talk about like classic poems and shit like that. Mm-hmm. People thought I was trying to be romantic. It's just like, no, I have a literature, literature grandmother who that's all I ever got instilled to. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what Harry Potter was until I moved to Ringgold. Yeah, dude. I used to read all the time too. Uh, and, um, like the, uh, the dark tower series. I used to work at books a million part time and the Joe mugs cafe. Mm. And um, dude, I went crazy with all the books. You probably here. saw me a couple times man, as yeah. a child. Like I, I had all the Harry Potter books. I read all those. I read the Dark Tower series. Anything Stephen King, I read. Um, I haven't read that much Stephen King, but I'm a huge Stephen King dude. Like, yeah, I read it. Like I read him a lot as a kid. Like I read a lot of his short stories. I don't even remember the collections because mm-hmm. that's just like what my mom would have around the house and stuff. But like my favorite as a kid was like the short story collection and the one with Stand by Me in it. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember any of the others, but I just remember loving Stand by Me. Stand by Me was such a good movie too. Yeah, dude, it was like one of the rare, rare examples where you love the movie just as much as the short story. Yeah. Stephen Didn't... King has a lot of those, but Stephen King also has a lot of bad fucking movies, like the new Dark Tower movie, for instance. So I never even saw that movie. I just heard it was dog shit. <laughs> You would think it would be good because yeah. the actors they had in it, right? They had Matthew McConaughey and and Idris, yeah, right? um, Idris Alba. That's just those two alone. Like even the kid in the movie wasn't a chump; like he had been in other shit before. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. The Dark Tower movie. I've heard so many bad things about it. I've never watched it. I've never watched it either. Never watched it, dude. I don't watch. Movies. Let's watch it. I don't watch movies and do a I, review unless I've heard one good thing about it. You know. And I've heard nothing but criticism about that. So you don't like Justice League or Batman vs Superman? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You're just being funny right now. Yeah, yeah. I hate those fucking movies, Mark. Those aren't your favorite? No, by no means. But you are excited for the Snyder Cut, right? Uh, that the trailer. Admit it. It was fucking good. It was good. It was good, but do you know? Do do I have to like you know applaud? plot a movie company that spent billions and billions of dollars on justice league to just come out 
come out for that to be a bad movie then it's just like oh wait here comes the snyder cut they didn't spend billions to their defense that, that's just me being i need to be more yeah logistic i guess and it, it, it actually podcast. the movie turned a profit right it wasn't a financial flop it turned a profit because everybody wanted to see it right but the movie they that's got the thing, that's the thing i hate about some of some of like my fellow fans of like superhero movies and stuff they'll go see a movie even if they know it's dog shit well joss whedon ruined the movie man like yeah. all the reshoots only 25 percent of um zach snyder's movie was actual in the theatrical cut i only watched 20, 20 minutes of justice league that uh, yeah that's all you needed to watch yeah i literally watched uh when he tried to recruit aquaman i was just like i'm done with this fucking movie <laughs> Oh, man. And I watched it like two years after it came out. Because, dude, you know, you don't understand. When Batman v Superman was coming out, I was all about that fucking movie. Yeah. I was like, this movie looks so cool. This movie looks so inventive. I was like, they've literally been trying to make this movie since my parents were teenagers. Yeah. Like, they've been trying to make this movie for such a long time. And within the first 20 minutes, dude, I was just crying tears of just pure fucking hatred for this movie. And I, I get it. It, it. it wasn't the greatest, but... I think Kevin Smith put it best when he was talking about Batman v Superman. He felt like the movie just like lacked a soul to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Ultimate Edition was so much better. Um, Don't know. So the Ultimate Edition added, I think it was like an additional 30, 45 minutes to the movie. The thing that pissed me off the most about DC is they had the, like, they dropped Batman v Superman, and that was so bad. Mm -hmm. And they had the audacity a month later to come out with Suicide Squad. So Suicide Squad again was a victim of the lighter touch from DC. Like they wanted to lighten everything up because of what happened to Batman v Superman. Um, so that they reshot a lot of those films, Justice League, Suicide Squad to make them more campy, more like the Marvel movies, but that doesn't work in the DC universe. Like Zack Snyder had the right idea for it. Like it needed to be dark and gritty. That's DC, right? Yeah. DC is dark and gritty and you know, Marvel most of the time is more optimistic. People just shit on it too quick before he can get his entire vision out. And that, that's what we're seeing with the Snyder cut. They're like, Oh damn, maybe it wasn't that bad. That's what, that's, that's why like DC is like pretty much the DCU, like anything involving DC live action movies is pretty much, even though I gotta revert that because the Joker was my favorite movie of 2019, yeah. which a lot of people give me criticism for. I don't care. I thought that movie was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, but um, the thing that pisses me off the most about these movies is they're trying to catch up with the Marvel, but they're showing no respect to what Marvel did to get to where they are. Right yeah, you now. can't just jump to the the team ups. You right? have to lay you have to lay down groundwork. You got to do the individual movies first. Yeah, the reason why people gave a shit about Avengers cuz we had like what, 4 or 5 years they were of invested movies. of solo yeah. movies, right? Yeah. And building up to the Avengers. They had DC with Man of Steel had the best start. Oh my goodness, that dude! Man of Steel was so good. It was I, so good. I, I kid you not. I probably watched that movie ten times in the past month. It's moved into my top five movies of all time. Even I love that movie so much. I, I do, and you may think I'm crazy. A lot of people would it's think the I'm best crazy. Superman movie. By far the best Superman movie. Um, I love the look. I love the the extra visuals you get. A Henry Cavill on. knocks it out of the fucking Henry park. Henry Cavill's fan, fucking fantastic. Man. Yeah. Um, and then to see him 
have to and spoilers you know it's been out long enough there's no spoilers here but yeah just, we're just gonna be talking about shit yeah. so if you hear us talking about a subject <laughs> it's like oh i haven't watched that you might want to fast forward a right. couple minutes but to see the dynamic at the end where zod's like either you kill me or your pets that you love these humans they're going to die and he has to snap his neck and then he like he screams like oh my god i had i just had to kill somebody yeah. That was and really like, good. I mean, and even in the shot they chose to do that in, because they did that, like, brilliant move where, like, you know, people... Like, the only two times I've seen it is in Man of Steel and in Harry Potter, um... The Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, Order of the Phoenix is the one where Sirius dies. Oof. Um, But, yeah, like, when Sirius dies and when Superman has to... When they do that and then uh, when Cyrus dies in Harry Potter... When they scream, it's kind of just like it's kind of like all noise fades off, yeah. and you don't even hear what's going on. Right. I think both directors' voices. I think that both their reasons for doing that were the exact same. They was like it was so visceral that we thought it would be like too. Like they thought it would like fuck with the speakers and shit. Right. And imagine Superman screaming too, right? Super lungs. <laughs> yeah. Um, he would blow everybody's eardrums out, but. That's one thing when you when you think of Superman, he's this bright, colorful hero that that does no wrong. He's the complete opposite of Batman. Batman will do whatever it takes, you know, and he works in the shadows. He's he's dark and gritty. Superman's complete opposite. And then to show that side to where like he had to make this decision and choose the humans or you his know own kind. killing Zod, his own kind. Yeah, man, that was a powerful statement, and that was such a good start to the DCEU. Um. Yeah, I wish you know Zack what, Snyder you know could have finished needed, his, his. You know vision. what they should have. You know what they should have done. Like in my opinion, if uh, Justin was in charge of DC, yeah. right? You come out of Man of Steel, right? Mm-hmm. And your objective is to get the Justice League, correct? You gotta have a solo Batman. Then. Yeah, but this is what I would do. You know, kind of like how um, in the in the Marvel universe, the uh, Captain America movie was the one right before the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. I would do that with Batman for Justice League. Yeah. I would have Batman be the fourth movie. And that's kind of like what's bringing in like Justice League and everything like that. Kind of at the end. First movie, Superman. Mm-hmm. Second movie, I would make Wonder Woman. Especially a well-written Wonder Woman. The first Wonder Woman was pretty good until about the last 20 minutes. Right. For me. And most fans, you know, critically, like Wonder Woman's one of the best DC movies that that's ever been made right yeah and it's still not a i mean it's not fantastic yeah it's watchable it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. but it doesn't hold up to anything that the mcu has put out in my opinion yeah and and i get that me and you we've talked you know i'm not a huge fan of the mcu for the simple fact of i feel like some characters weren't depicted the way that i feel like they should have been Mm -hmm. um what are some of the characters? And it it was a smart move. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. because it made them billions and billions and billions of dollars. Um, because it appealed to the masses, right? And not just the comic book people. Yeah. Um, so they had to make the characters more lighthearted, uh, more comical, um, lighter in tone. You know, because there's some dark MCU characters, too. And they could have chose to go I mean, that route. Yeah, and... Thor is the first one that pops pops to mind. Like, 
Thor's depiction. Making poor, making Thor when he first shows up in the MCU an actual god instead of someone who has bestowed the power of Thor or something. Yeah, and then he as it, as it kind of goes along. Not that into Thor, so I don't really know about his comic origin. Yeah, it's basically what you just said. Yeah. But as it goes along in the MCU, Thor becomes a mockery, right? Like he's this—he's comedic relief. He's mm-hmm. like a Star Lord for the Avengers, right? He, mm-hmm. He's com- comedic relief. And to me, that's disrespectful to one of the the most powerful characters in all of the MCU. I think they, I think they did fix that at the end game. I think Thor at the end of the end game, like it's finally like setting him off straight to be the character he needs to be. Yeah, a lot of people hated Fat Thor. Fat Thor's terrible, and now he's going to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're going to make him comedy, man. That's all. That's not Thor. That's not the Thor I want to see. Give yeah. me some the the Norse mythology Thor, the legit. You well, know they're keeping Chris on for for a reason. They're yeah. paying him more money for a reason. So, well, I think I think Thor is about to about to change, go through a major character because you know which one's first, Love and Thunder or Guardians Three. That's a good question. Yeah, Love and Thunder. I think this is one I need to Jamie. Yeah, um, but my favorite Thor movie is Dark World, and that's the one that people shit on, right? With I actually the, uh, watched that, and it, it wasn't that bad of a movie. Like, it's at a all. good movie. It's dark. It's yeah, dark. It's for better MC. than the, it's better than the first Thor movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure, way better. Um, and I think it really developed his character and really posed a threat to him. You know what I mean? I have a very unpopular opinion when it comes to the MC movies because my favorite MCU movie is uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a good movie. Yeah, but it's my favorite. That's my favorite too. Yeah, yeah. Winter Soldier is so great. Yeah, it, that one. And the reason it's so great, I feel like, is it wasn't campy, right? It wasn't. It was action packed. Had fantastic storytelling all throughout. It was darker. In it was tone. like I was watching watching a James Bond movie, but right. in the but in a superhero universe yeah it, yeah it it, it kind of deviated from the other things that they that's were what doing. i really liked about it that um i would probably say my second favorite is guardians just because guardians is but guardians nice. is supposed to be funny yeah. right it's supposed to be campy that's what makes it great and those are great the probably the soundtrack to guardians is probably my favorite soundtrack of all time <laughs> all time all the music in guardians is great man it's like this uh, straight 80s classics Uga chaka, Uga, Uga. <laughs> dude i nearly shit myself when that started playing in the theater i was like no fucking way all right so we're talking all kinds of like nerdy stuff and what we love and, and yeah. what we hate um let me ask you a question we'll get back to like the convention stuff yeah what's up well um what what was your introduction um to Metropolitan Con? Uh the day before our first year. Nice. So so my memory of that is um Dustin and Brian are like, Hey, we got this guy, Hodgkins. I'm like, cool, Hodgkins, yeah, he's gonna help. And you show up, this is Hodgkins, what do you need me to do? Yeah. And and, and what did we give you to do? It's just like, hey, uh, do you know Larry Houston and uh, Mark Edens? And I was just like, their names are kind of familiar. It's just like I remember like reading them somewhere. I can't remember remember where. And they're like, oh, uh, they're Mark Edens is the writer of the original X Men cartoon, and Larry Houston was the artist and 
producer yeah yeah lime producer yeah yeah and um i was just like oh cool and they're like yeah they're like they pretty much animated it animated either animated or helped animate or helped write all of your childhood every bit of it and i was just like yo i thought i was just gonna be moving heavy shit around all weekend i gotta like i gotta like you thought you were doing manual labor yeah. <laughs> i just gotta like you know gesture around for celebrities like yeah. yo, this wasn't part of the fucking deal <laughs> but, but no i know that's not what i said out loud I, y'all told me that's that what you're thinking yeah that's what i was thinking yeah but y'all look, looked at me and said like, you cool with that and i was just like absolutely yeah i'm inside my head and i'm just like you fucking moron (laughs) but that's that's part of like one of the unique experiences you can have like doing this stuff right Mm -hmm. um i did mark eaton's larry houston wonderful fucking people yeah wonderful dude all of our guests for episode one were, were fantastic right i didn't have a bad experience with any of our guests i know some people had some negative yeah things say about some of our guests but i was just like yeah it's like well they're human beings too you know everybody was like, everybody was chill to me yeah. you know some people were all about business some people wanted to have fun and that's that's what it's all about right Ugh. um so you got thrown to the wolves that was your first experience day of convention celebrity handler justin hodgkins do your thing yeah um and then from there, man, you, you know, you rocked it out that weekend and you've just been like a superstar for us ever since. Right? Yeah. Like I remember like during the weekend, I kind of became Larry Houston's wife chauffeur, <laughs> which I was just like, yeah, I barely trust myself in a vehicle. It's just like, this is the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like, I'm literally driving us around like a celebrity's wife yeah. around Chattanooga, just like making up shit as we pass. It. It's just like, yeah, that building's like 50 years old. <laughs> Something like that. And so one of our guests, um, you were kind of a little starstruck by. Oh, yeah. Jason Jason Douglas, Jason Douglas is my favorite voice actor Um, to this date. And you got to know him a little bit over the weekend. You had a special run-in with him, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what happened at the thing is, like, I walked by him. First off, I couldn't believe how tall that dude is. That dude dwarfs... He's like 6'5". That dude, like, he, it almost feels like he dwarfs me and I'm 6'3". Yeah, he's 6'5", I believe yeah. is what he said, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I walked up to him like, God, I was like, God <laughs> damn. And uh, I was just like, hey man, I'm working with the con. Can I have five minutes of your time? And yeah. He, and like, I think he thought I was like trying to pitch something to him uh-huh. or something because I kind of just saw that look in his eye just like, oh yeah. He's just like, dude, I just want to let you know you're my favorite voice actor. I've literally watched everything you've been in, not because I'm that kind of a fan, because you do really good shit. Yeah. Um, And then I I started talking about his work on Breaking Bad and Sin City. I was like, dude, I think you're the fucking shit. And um, I looked at him, and full disclosure, one time he he goes like, you remember voicing for Film Z, right? And he's like, yeah, Kiji. And I was just like, my man. Yeah. And, um... (laughs) He's just like, I was like, well, me and my roommate at the time, we got super baked one yeah. time. <laughs> and uh, we decided to watch that movie for the first time. And in that song, Aokiji sings like this farewell arm song to Navy men. That they yeah. sing at like Navy funerals and everything. And when Aokiji sung, and when uh, Doug, Jason Douglas sang the song, it, me and my stone roommate got so moved, we actually cried a little bit. Wow. And I was just like, yeah, dude, that's why, that's why I love you and you're the shit. And he goes like, Thanks, man. You want like a you want like a picture or something? I was just like, 
yeah yes i do so, so like i got a picture of him he asked me if we want to do a pose and i was just like uh you know virus is on the thing so do the death destruction sign and he just fucking did it oh shit i didn't have to be like yeah it's like this he's just like nah i got this shit. <laughs> yeah he knows his shit yeah but you and then um what you're talking about is yeah. i went to promote for matrotham at another mm-hmm. convention at magic city last year no it's yeah been, it's been over a year right yeah, it's been a little over a year. And um, Jason Douglas is one of the guests at that con, too. And, you know, like, and, you know, at one point, like, I'm riding down an escalator, Jason is coming up. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I'm just, like, sitting there, and I see him, and, you know, I don't think anything of it. I'm like, you know, he's really busy. You know, I don't want to be that fucking guy at the convention. So I'm just, like, looking straight. And, like, I hear him calling out to somebody. Well, I don't hear him. I hear somebody calling out to someone. I mm-hmm. look over, and it's him. And he's like, you, you. He's always like, Justin, right? And he called me out by name at this convention coming up a conveyor belt. Part of me still thinks you guys set that up. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Once again, another perk of volunteering for Matrothan Con. We'll totally hire yeah. your favorite voice actors to call you out in public. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, you know, I get up, and we're, like, riding up. He goes, like, he goes, like, dude, it's good to see you. I'm, like, it's good to see you, too, dude. And, uh, like, he was, like, hey, man, you going to come by my table at all this weekend? He's, like, dude, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And he was, like, you fucking better be. And, you know, uh, the friendly neighborhood Dustin man was yeah. with me because we were both going to grab lunch. And, you know, I, I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And then, like, we walk away. And as soon as we're out of eyesight of everything, of everybody that just watched everything go on, I just, like, leaned against the pillow. It's like, dude, you knew my fucking name. That's unreal. That's, <laughs> That's unreal dope. to me. Yeah. And, and just so you guys know, Jason Douglas is, he's a voice actor. He's voiced a, a ton of characters. Voiced um, Alkiji in One Piece. He voiced Virus in Dragon Ball Super. He also voiced King Cole back in the day in, um... In uh, Dragon Ball Z, he voiced um, the butler from Back Black Butler. Yeah, Claude. Uh, he voiced the I can't remember the character's name in Attack on Titan because he's literally in an episode because he gets chomped. Yeah. And uh, he's the other is Fallen in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. And he's and- also worked in movies like as an actor as in uh, Sin City. Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. He, he was on a, The Walking Dead for he, like five seasons as he, Tobin. Walking Dead. He was also in a movie that him and Weiss did together. I can never remember what that movie was called, though. Uh, him and Weiss did it together. Ian St. Clair. You talking about something like yeah. that, maybe. Well, that's Weiss. That's the guy that does Weiss. Um, you know, and he's in probably one of my favorite sh- favorite shows of like the the uh, the tw- the two thousands was uh, no the two thousand teens was uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like he he had like a two I think he was in two episodes but yeah he's still on one of the best TV shows to ever appear on public television. A fucking bug flying in here. Yeah, <laughs> Tennessee, <laughs> wonderful life of Tennessee, right? Um, that's why I love the winter. So that that's that's a cool experience, man. Yeah. Um, have you? So I I know that you've done a lot of stuff for us and and gotten to to go to places and meet people and. And have conversations and do the live stream and all that stuff. Um, could you maybe speak to some other experiences that you've had, like over the course of the 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 year that you've had with us? Uh, I mean, you know, mostly it's just like you know what we do, like you know, promoting at movie theaters when those are still open. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and you know, and that's like pretty much like all that I was doing was promoting. I worked in a couple parades. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much just like whenever someone would text me. You were me, Pikachu, right? Dude, that was uh, in so, one parade. That was so awkward. You're the tallest Pikachu on the planet. Dude. <laughs> and also like so like the eyes are down here, right? Yeah. So like I can't see shit. And I'm on a moving trailer. So the entire time people think I'm dancing. No, I'm trying to keep from busting my ass and just like just rolling off the back of this trailer real quick. You do have to uh, to sign a waiver before you join the the Metrothen well, Gun shit, family. I didn't sign any waivers. You gotta sign a waiver if any you know bodily harm may come to you. You can't sue me because <laughs> you get put in some dangerous situations sometimes, and I'm sure that was one of them. Dude, it's the thing. Like, if you gave me time to prepare, I'd be cool with it. But literally, Cat <laughs> came up to me and was like, "Hey, you're Pikachu," and I was just like, "Fucking what?" Dude, I was like, dude, have you seen that Pika, thing? Pika. I was like, that thing's a that thing's meant for a child. Yeah. I'm six foot three. It's like I'm gonna be horrifying children. I'm gonna have the body of Pikachu but the legs of a man. That that's why I've never wore the costumes because I'm just too tall for them and too broad, too big for them. Oh, you're too. too tall for them. Well, yeah, I know you're too tall. So like, Charmander, I've tried them right to see, but like, oh, Charmander's fucking. It's miserable. like high waters, man. The yeah. the bottoms of their feet come halfway up my calves, and you also, see my legs. And yeah, also I hate the like I like them, but I don't only I only feel good about people being in them when it's like the fall and winter months. Yeah. Like when we're doing like summer conventions, it's like yeah, dude, I totally put on the Charmander thing. It's like dude, if you start hyperventilating, I don't know CPR. <laughs> All right, again, you must sign a waiver. <laughs> No, no, you don't. We yeah. we won't put you at risk. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of stuff. You know, throughout the year. Obviously, you know, COVID is in twenty twenty has put a fucking damper on that. Jesus Christ. But you know, it it's a fun experience. It's unique. You get to meet a lot of cool people, and you get to interact with a lot of potential attendees too. Right? It's cool meeting people, and even if you have, you know, and I know we've talked. You've got some social anxiety issues to where it's tough you know to talk to people but i feel like this has really helped you spread your wings and blossom you know as far as your communication skills and especially doing the live show too that's you know that's one of the main reasons like i was it didn't take a lot of convincing to start me doing the show because you know for like a month and a half there before the show started i was pretty much here every week yeah i was filming i was part of it Mm -hmm. you know I was giving Brian and Dustin shit about their shitty list. <laughs> Who puts Dots on a fucking Halloween candy list, man? Dots is the Dots. fucking worst candy. Dude, what the fuck? Uh, all that's good for is like ripping your feelings out of your teeth. That shit's so chewy. Dots are terrible. It's just like... I feel like they, they didn't have Reese cups on there. They didn't. I'm like, what? They didn't have Snickers. Snickers, none of Milky Way, none of that shit. Oh no, dude, Brian and all my friends hate Milky Way. I'm the fucking freak. I love I, Milky I go Way because I go to the gas station and pick up those king size Milky Way. Hell sometimes. yeah! And the yeah. Three Musketeers, I love Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers have to be in a mood for. Have to yeah. be kind of a bougie mood for Three Musketeers. <laughs> it's that, Three Musketeers is like the classy Milky Way, right? That's just like that's what you get when you're on a date and shit, trying to impress your chick. <laughs> I've got some Dove chocolate here, baby. Um, <laughs> but the one thing I'm trying to say is, you know, it's really kind of, I've seen you blossom, you know, kind of over from the time that I met you until now, you know, you're like this social butterfly 
And oh, don't get don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'm still just as nervous as day one, let me tell you. But I feel like you've been able to overcome that, right? And and that's you know, that's why this is such a good transition for you to go to the podcast. And if you guys didn't already know, um, Justin Hodgkins will be moderating all the Metrothamon censored episodes, you know, on on the podcast. There might be some episodes that I don't do, but I'll definitely be behind it. Too yeah. In the future. And yeah. you know, this is kind of his his thing, you know. This is it, gonna be my love child. It, it's is... completely uncensored too, right? Yeah. So we can say fuck, we and it's say, okay. I mean, we not only that, but we can even like go on like I like we don't have to because we've talked a lot about it already. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not afraid to talk to people about their religious beliefs. Yeah. About the people, I'm not afraid to talk to people about their political beliefs. So so nothing's off limits. It's no holds barred. Um, and kind of our, but if you ask me for my opinion, I will give it to you. Right. Yeah. And that's why we kind of decided to do this. So if, if like someone does get offended on our show, when they ask me my opinion and I give it to them, they can kind of be like, we can kind of be like, dude, we told you, we told you how this guy was anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we like him. He's brutally honest. Even when he doesn't need to be. And I think that's why this is such a good transition for you from yeah. to the live stream to this. Um, especially it's when times I had to talk, talk good about stuff I didn't like. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> dude, I'm still in trouble for just how much shit I gave that Scoob movie. Right. Yeah. It's not the greatest. It's a bad movie. Yeah. It's bad all the way around. It's okay. You want to know how I can prove it too? I haven't told anyone this. You're the first person I told. So uh, you, you hear it first. Guys. So uh, two of my, so two of my cousins are in town, right? Granted, one's 16, one's 12. Yeah. So they're not young kids, but they're kids, right? They, they shit on it. We were watching that movie because they grew up like me. They grew up on like the 50s. You know, they had me as like their older cousin. So like when I used like to come Hanna out. like Hanna-Barbera type shit. So like I used to like show like, well, there's the original 50s cartoon, you know, Scooby-Doo Friends. Yeah. Like one of Skylar's favorite movies, to, which is the 60-year-old, one of her favorite movies to watch when I would come to town was uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island and mm-hmm. shit. And so... That's the best movie by far. And so we watched Scoob, and they were like, what the fuck is this? And, <laughs> like, when they made that Tinder joke, Skyler was just like, I know that Scooby-Doo did not just make a fucking Tinder joke. Yeah. Yeah. They did. I'm like, <laughs> what? Bro. But it's it's not that terrible but i get your criticism disagree um, but we can move on if you want yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it's been really cool to see kind of your evolution you know over over the course of the, the past year or so and you know we've gotten to become good friends and everything we have conversations all the time tough mm-hmm. conversations you know mm-hmm. political conversations religious conversations We've dis- we've disagreed. And we on a disagree lot of it too. We you disagree know? a lot. And I wouldn't that's say we just dis- I wouldn't say we disagree more than we agree, but Right. But the good thing and, and I feel like everyone could could learn from this is um we are open to hearing each other's point of views, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't get angry, we don't get hostile about anything. We I think if anything, we try to kind of see why like you believe that certain way or I believe that certain way. And you can understand it, right? You may not agree with it, but you can understand. You can, you'd be like, okay, I kind of see why you could do that, but I still think this way. And I feel like that's kind of how, you know, we always end up if we do disagree. You know, that's fine. People can disagree. We are different. Yeah. Right? There's nothing well, wrong with having a dis- disagreement. 
I've also just like learned to like not saying that I've ever had to do this with you or anybody else in the mm. Trotham group. We're all pretty good about ki- keeping our heads, most of us, when it comes to subjects like this and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, with me, I came from a very conservative religious family. Yeah. And me, myself, I wouldn't, cons- I wouldn't consider myself a liberal, but a lot of my views are on the left side of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm an atheist. It's just like, right. so from a young age, it's like, okay, either you have to learn how to like direct situations or you're going to spend your entire life just butting your head against brick walls. Yeah. That's, like, that's kind of like the just aspect I took of it. So instead, when people try to ask me, try to argue with me, when they tell me something as if it's fact, especially like religious or conservative people, I'm like, why? Like, explain that. Why mm-hmm. do you think like that? I'm curious. I just try to be as human as possible with people and also just realize that I'm not as smart as I think I am sometimes. Right. If you never listen, you never learn anything new and that's how you become ignorant and stupid. That's very true. You know, knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been that way since the beginning of time. Like if you have knowledge, you have power. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's always good to come at something from a factual point of view, right? If, if there's facts, if like, hey, it's proven that this is that and that is this, you can't argue that, right? It's there's it's a fact. This happened or this didn't happen. Those are factual things, um, you know. So I feel like that's where I kind of fall. You know, I just I give me the facts. I yeah. believe in facts. I'm a fact driven person. Um, you know, I won't say that I'm one way or the, or the other, but you know, I I love all people. You know whether they're liberal, conservative, or in between, or or, or whatever. I have people, like I've learned like as I've get older that there are some people that don't deserve that. Like some people are going to be try to be hostile, and they just want everyone around them to think like they think and to feel how they feel. And yeah. those people, to me, you just gotta like leave them the fuck alone until they figure out some shit on their own. And and this is one of those things where I'm a little bit different. You know, yeah. I, I have I, I and this may sound corny or sappy or whatever, but I truly do have like hope in humanity. Like I I feel like, you know, maybe that person just needs one little nudge, like a certain way. And maybe they can self correct and better themselves. I mean, yeah, I, and I do try to do that, but when I've nudged and nudged and nudged and try to be a good influence and try to be a good person around you, Mm -hmm. you still keep doing the shitty things. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm above a pedestal. I've made my own fucking mistakes as we fucking know. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I'm human. I make mistakes just like everyone else, but I literally just try to live my life as a good person. That's what makes me happy. Didn't somebody make a song called like we're only human or something like that? Uh, I'm only human after all. That well, there's that sense. one, and then there's the one. Cause I'm only human. Oh, uh, who sings that? It's it's a, a female singer. I want to say it might be Adele. Maybe. Um, it's one of them Adele-like people, anyway. But but that's so true. We're we're human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know you're not gonna be perfect all the time, and that's mm. that's what what I especially hate about modern day like cancel culture Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong there are some people who've done terrible things and when that shit gets revealed to the public they should be blacklisted and and it's it it needs to be so they've continuously done terrible things right yeah and it's been recent even though they they know that that's wrong and they still continue to do it it's got to be something like if they did something 10 years ago if 
comedians, for instance. Like they did something. They did something like fifteen. Like you know, Joe Rogan's like been getting in a lot of trouble for like yeah. shit that he said like almost twenty years ago. Right. And it's just like it wasn't even serious shit too. It was just like him and his comedian friends. They were right. all trying to say something fucked up to make each other laugh. Yeah. That's like the com- That's the comedian mentality. Of yeah. And if I'm sorry, you shouldn't listen to comedians if if you're sensitive. Right, yeah. like they're gonna say some shit that's touchy about all groups, right? About all groups, they they hit Dude, on. I've all had of them. friends that I have have had to explain this to in Metrothen too. Yeah. That like p- people I come up with and they're like, hey, what you say sometimes really offends me. Like when uh, when me and you, I'm like, yeah, because I'm jabbing you. Yeah, it's like it's supposed to offend you a little bit, but we're friends. What you do in this situation is you jab back. Yeah. It's like, it's not a bully thing, but if I, like, you know, if I give you, like, a little jab, you know, say some shit, mm-hmm. say some shit back and jab me back. Yeah. Well, because that's how I deal with things in my life. I deal with every aspect of my life with trying to be the funny guy. Yeah. I it, always go for a laugh. And you can't be the funny guy anymore, I feel like. You know yeah. what I mean? The, the cancel culture is going hardcore after comedians right now. Um, I Which mean, uh, I should probably, yeah, like, that's really scary for me, too, because, yeah. like, when this shit ends, I want to start doing open mics. Yeah. I have shit written down, and I'm just like, dude, am I going to, do I have a Caitlyn Jenner bit? Yeah. Like, a full 10 minute, I could talk about Caitlyn Jenner for 10 minutes. And, and she'd be canceled Caitlyn instantly, Jenner. right? And none of it is because, like, I'm transphobic or right. anything. My it's... heart goes out for transphobic people. Right. For not trans. My heart does not go out for transphobic people. You did not hear that. <laughs> My heart goes out for trans people. Right. You know? And, you know, I have some differing opinions, but also I'm not a fucking doctor, so I'm not going to preach it to the world about, like, what I believe and everything like that. But coming from a guy with mental illness, yeah. with a guy that understands that when people learn this about you, they can look at you differently. Mm-hmm. My heart does bleed for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I... but <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is a ridiculous fucking human being. No comment. <laughs> um, so let's steer it a little bit back towards, because um, we can ramble about stuff all day. That, that's the yeah. beauty of this, right? Yeah. And, you know, this episode, we'll just open mic, right? We can open talk mic. about whatever. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's bring it back to the convention a little bit. Okay. Do you got any uh, questions for me? Yeah. yeah. All right. What, like, because, you know... For people who don't know, especially with people who are in the convention scene, Chattanooga has a very negative con scene. Yeah. Because of some cons that will go unnamed on our podcast. Right. Just out of respect. Right. You know? But we have a very negative con view on most people. Like, you know, vendors, when you started this, you were they vendors wouldn't do business here because they got screwed so bad Mm -hmm. by other cons in Chattanooga and everything like that. What made you say that I'm the guy that's going to put Chattanooga back on the scene for conventions? Simply the easy question or the easy answer to that is um, we're different, right? Um, No, I'm talking like before, like, like, before like you met anyone that's that was my mentality even then like i'm going to do this differently like i i want to be all inclusive i've wanted to be that way from the beginning you know me and you have had this conversation i want not and when i say all inclusive i don't just mean um con goers right yeah all different types of con goers 
I mean every human being on this planet. I want to be all inclusive. Have something there and for have them something to do. there for them to do. Like you want even like the dad who's just coming to this convention because he's trying to be a good because his dad's interested in anime. I mean, his son's interested in anime and manga and stuff like that, and he's trying to just like entertain his son for a day and be a good dad. You want something for him to do as well. Right. And I, I want to bridge the gap too. Like how cool would it be to take um, the uh, this guy that's his whole life, he's raised in the South, he's country, country music, never read a comic book, never, you know, got into superheroes or anything like that. How cool would it be to find a connection to someone like that that made them come to our show, come to Matrotham Con, and be like, wow, this isn't what I thought it was. You know, because the, the conventions, there's this stigma behind them. You know, oh, it's just a bunch of weirdos or a bunch of people in, in costume, you know, cosplayers. That don't shower and smell funny. I'm not going to that. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I mean, that's what kept me away. Right. For, for everyone listening, Matrotham was the year that I worked Matrotham at our first convention was the first convention I'd ever been to. Yeah. Yeah, so. It, and it, it doesn't, it's it's not necessarily like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there are some people that don't have deodorant that go to conventions and they smell. We've experienced that firsthand, right? Yeah. Yes, there's people that cosplay there, but that's not what it's all about for us. Other conventions may make it all about that and cater to just that demographic. But from get-go, from day one, I was like, how can I get that guy to come to my show? And a thing that's going to be really cool about where we're going to be hosting if when when and if we ever do go back to normal we will we will april 30th through may 2nd 2021 that's just gonna that's just be me me being like depressingly funny (laughs) but we will eventually return to normal yeah like when people talk because i'm a huge like i didn't study in college or anything but i've always been like interested in chaos theory Mm -hmm. because of uh the jurassic because of jurassic park and the jurassic park books yeah and uh But, like, when you look into chaos theory, chaos theory is, like, you know, pretty much, like, you know, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. But if you look at it, everything we're going in through, we're actually, like, either, like, five or ten years behind schedule by chaos theory Mm -hmm. for things to happen. Like, for, like, a major pandemic disease, we're almost, like, a hundred years. We're almost, like, 60 years overdue. Yeah. For, like, a widespread pandemic to happen so it's just like everyone talks about the end of days the end of days and i'm just like dude this this happened before Mm -hmm. you know like and i hate to be that guy but death does happen it does but um the important thing is that you know and i don't see enough of it happening right now and it kind of makes me sad like you kind of really don't know what to do in these situations like this especially people in our situation Mm -hmm. But, you know, you kind of just got to, this is kind of the point in life where we got to get through it. Right. And, and, you know. Help each other out when we can, stuff like that. You got to. And one thing I will say, you know, media and stuff, and I won't deviate too far from convention stuff because I want (laughs) to stick with that. But media, there's so many false (coughs) narratives. You right? (coughs) Always got a frog in there. (coughs) Whiskey on the wrong pipe. That's a first for me. There's, oh, shit. there's so many false narratives out there and there's so many different 
takes and stories that are being, you know, you don't know what's real and what's not. It's, it's a really difficult time to form like a factual opinion or a factual belief with anything because you can change the channel from one thing to the next and they have a completely different take on what's happening, right? Yeah. So you don't know what to believe. So where do you get your news from? Um, so what I do, I don't just rely on CNN or Fox News or the New York Times or the Washington Post or any of that stuff. I take all of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And if there's video evidence, that's the most important thing. Like video evidence tells the story. It's it's right there in front of you. You can see what happened. But, the whole video, not yeah. just a twenty second clip that had been cut to not show what happened before what happened, right? But also fakes and stuff are becoming such a huge thing and everything now that you can pretty much fake anything you want to on video. Right. At this point. But you can so any any police if we, we talk about that like the body cams that stuff's not fake, right? That that stuff's legit. Um, when they release the full footage of stuff like that, do me a favor, watch the whole video. Yeah. And then form your own opinion on what happened. Mm -hmm. Don't just take this 10-second clip or 20-second clip, oh my goodness, and freak out about it. Dude, to me, like, I, I try to understand that, but, like, when people talk to me about that and, like, civilians are literally getting, like, almost pummeled to fucking death by yeah. riot officers, I'm just like... I'm like, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe these people did somehow, like, like you know, initiate that shit. But you're talking about officers in full riot gear. Yeah. And you're telling me that they can't do anything better than beat their own citizens to a bloody pulp. You know, and this goes back to on it. I don't. I'm not a person that hates police officers. I think police officers are underfunded. I believe they're mm -hmm. undertrained for the job they have to deal with. But at the same time. When those people do something fucked up, like kill someone who's un unarmed, mm. or they overuse their power, or they get caught up in like a drug smuggling ring or a sex ring or anything like that, you signed up to be better than me. That is what you signed up to do for your job to be better to be better than me and to protect me from to protect me and everyone else so or, or everyone else around you. But at the end of the day, they're still human beings. Right? They're, they're still human beings, and they, they are—they have one of the. And I'm not saying I'm pro police or not pro police. I'm I'm pro good police. I'll, I'll just, say that all day. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll just you know be real. They're human beings, just like anybody else, right? They they have families that they, you know, there's so many police that don't go back home to their families. There's a mm -hmm. lot of police that are killed every year due to violence. Right? You know where cops go? Why? Where people call cops to. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, yeah, they're not just randomly roll up in a neighborhood. Somebody called them there for a reason, right? I mean, sometimes they pull over people and stuff like pull that. Pull over that, people, yeah. right. And, and, but that's their job description. Right. But they don't just randomly go into a cul de sac and be like, hey, you, you know what I mean? You don't see that really. And that's, Th where... there's a reason they were called there. Somebody saw a suspicious vehicle, you know, yada, 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 whatever the reason is. Yeah, and like the thing that really pisses me off for, for like police officers is that the only people that seem like especially politically that seem to be supporting police officers when you really look at it they're not because yeah, no. the because you know it's the you know it's conservatives really that are you know 100% behind you know there are liberals that are like me 
there are just like I just want to get rid of the shitty cops. Right. You know, I want my cops to be better trained too. Well, for one thing, you can't get rid of shitty cops because they're shitty people. You, yeah. You, you know what I mean? There's still gonna be shitty cops that that get by the system, right? That's gonna yeah. happen because people can be shitty. Yeah. Not just cops. People in general can be shitty. Yeah. Like people that are committing crimes that get the cops called on them are shitty. Like, right. You know. Well, some of them aren't shitty. Some of them are just put in a situation that you know it's either this it's either to them it's either this or death sometimes you know some people some people still have money because you know they gotta get groceries for their family well there are the people out there that you know are are doing it just to get a defeat their own means and their own selfish but but how many times do you see someone getting charged for theft or stealing food to feed their families you don't really hear of that you see money mostly you see money or material things that they don't need to survive right yeah if if you're hungry, really the only things you need to survive in life are what food, water, and like shelter. The and you don't need shelter. There's a lot of homeless people in America that don't even need like shelter. The worst job I ever had was at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, I've been working there for about six months. And there was this uh, homeless camp yeah. that used to live in the woods, like behind where uh, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts was, stuff like that. Yeah. And you know there was like five like restaurants there was like five or six restaurants down this little it was battlefield parkway mm-hmm. and um like um you know they would dig through the trash to get food and shit yeah and you know like you know it it never surprised me just how heartless people were about that shit i'm right. like these people are literally digging through trashes trash cans to eat it's like you never see them you never see them they're never out in our parking lot begging for change or anything like that right and this fucking bitch that I worked for one night, like, was just, like, there was, like, this cleaning stuff that was, like, literally poison to the human body. Yeah. And, like, it came in, like, these one-gallon things, and she told me just to dump it all over, like, the donuts and shit like that. So one... And I'm just like, n- no. For one, one, that's attempted murder. Yeah. And you're not about to get... I'm not about to get charges of you, but two, that's also really fucked up. So... One thing I will say on that, just because I've been, you know, in business and and have been in management positions, um, restaurants and things like that are really, the laws suck for that stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like that needs to change. So any leftover food, and you know this, any leftover food has to be disposed of. Like, they can't give it to people. If they get sick, they can get sued, right? There's a lot of legalities that go into that. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's so much waste in America that could feed all the homeless, you know. Some most of that food's not bad. Like it could be given to homeless people. I don't know how true it is, but I read this the other day if we like kept all the food we threw away, we'd have enough food to meet, feed every American citizen. Oh, that's a fact. Like, I, guarantee, meals. I guarantee it. I just it's like, dude, I I understand capitalism. Mm-hmm. Like I understand like keeping things going in, going smoothly and everything like that. Yeah. But the thing where like our capitalism like kind of loses loses its track for me is like when we like create laws like that that goes against someone's demand or mm-hmm. the people's demand another a big example would be you know the, the drug wars mostly marijuana yeah you know time and time and time again the american people said we do not mind america uh, we do not mind you know like marijuana being either medically legal or recreational legally mm-hmm. as long as it ha- as long as it goes with the same laws of like alcohol yeah. But, you know, our government, you know, to kind of keep because it's just, 
There's not even a good argument to be held against it anymore in my head. Well, my thing, my argument to anything that remotely resembles socialism is I'm the kind of person that I don't want the government to control shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like they control enough already as it is. So if you're wanting stuff to become legalized and be, you know, taxed and things like government has control of that, right? Mm-hmm. So if they want to mark the shit up, they'll mark it up. You know what I mean? If they want to end the industry, they'll end the industry. Like if they want to raise taxes and put people out of business, they can do that. They have complete control of that. And that, yeah. that's kind of what socialism is, is giving government power. You know, and I mean, it's just like, dude, like how much, how, how many much money, U.S. money, U.S. government money has like businesses gotten no. through this to like, you know, so they won't bail out. That's not how capitalism works. If something right. fails, it fails. Right. And something else replaces it. And, you know, there's been every president bills big business. Yeah. Out, right? It's not just it's not just Donald Trump. On um, this one. Obama was notorious for it, too. And what's crazy is they'll give billions and billions of dollars to corporations that are already billionaires, right? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, we didn't know we were going to start selling our summer homes if we didn't get this bailout money. Just imagine like, if, like, Obama hadn't bailed out um, the big car companies. Yeah, for sure. Tesla would be running the market right now, right? That would be so dope, too. Have you seen right. Teslas? Hell yeah, they're Teslas badass, bro. fucking amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like my car shit itself the other day, and I've been looking at cars. I'm just looking at Teslas like, God Yeah, there would, be, there would be no, like, Ford or GMC. Do you remember, like, you remember electric cars five years ago, man? Yeah. Remember how fucking corny those things were? Well, the Ford ones and stuff they yeah. make are shitty, right? Yeah. The Vault and the Leaf and, and comes, shit like that. Here comes Elon Musk just fucking the game got some up, power, dude. too man they go they're quick do like the new ones like the new like base ones that's mm-hmm. gonna be sold to civilians they go to zero to 60 in like fucking two seconds yeah they're sick like, what <laughs> what but we, we've rambled enough about politics and stuff let's let's bring it back yeah. um back to the convention stuff um but yeah how is this affecting us and everything like that as far as like the pandemic and things like that mm-hmm. um it's affecting everybody i i feel like any any of the anybody in the entertainment industry is probably getting hit the hardest. Them and 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 the, I guess what's it um the service industry as well have been hit pretty hard. But they're starting to open back up and stuff, right? But which is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But entertainment, the entertainment industry, which you know conventions and event promoters and stuff fall into that category. Most states you can't have an event with more than 50 people at it right yeah. so you can't have any of it like you can't have you can't have movie theaters you yeah. can't have comedy clubs you can't have yeah so it has been devastating yeah to, um, to not just us but to everyone you know even around us right and i right and i know people don't have sympathy for actors because a lot of them are millionaires and things like that and they're well off and they're okay but it has hurt them as well. Like there are some actors that aren't A-list actors that aren't millionaires that aren't millionaires that are struggling yeah. right now. Just just as bad as the normal and Joe Blow. That's what I love about mostly the convention scene is like you get to see. I've never seen an A-list actor at a convention, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that fact. Yeah, just like I don't think I could handle just like even like being around most of Hollywood. Stay just, tuned. Just like you are so fucking <laughs> fake. <laughs> Um, but as far as how it's affect us and like conventions in general, 
Um, so we just, you know, we just recently announced that we had to cancel this year, um, which sucks, you know, but you guys can check out the post that we did, you know, at MetropomCon. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And we posted, you know, our thoughts and, and how we feel on it and why we had to do it. But it basically comes down to what I just said. We can't have an event over X number of people. And we would have hundreds of people just with our staff and vendors, right? Yeah. And celebrities. So, yeah. you know, you're looking at an event. I mean, we're like, we were looking at that can be in the thousands, right? Like, we were looking at how many vendors before all the shit went down? Oh, we had like 100 vendors, 122 vendors. And that's actually usually like two or three pe- people a vendor, right? Yeah, and sometimes more. Yeah. Right? So, that right there, you're plus with staff, you're looking at damn near, you know, 400 people. Just in that. Just with that. Jesus, dude. Just with that. So. You got 400 people plus your attendees, and you're in the thousands, right? So that's why we're not able to happen this year. Um, it's just too big of an event for, for an indoor space, for one. Um, so we, we did postpone or cancel um, to April 30th through May 2nd, 2021, at the convention center, downtown Chattanooga. Um, it's still episode two of the horror. We're still keeping it horror theme. But like, you know, like I said in the post, it gives us more time to prepare, more, more time. time to, you know, add to our guest list and maybe tweak things and make things better. Um, yeah. I mean, I still, I still have a lot to learn. So yeah, like yeah. it's kind of, to me, it's just like, okay, I can actually have enough time to learn everything that, that I need to do for the convention. <laughs> and there's so much, and I don't think people realize it. It's not just... Oh, let's call up some celebrities and and some vendors and have a convention. It's everybody, not every, that easy. Everybody looks at me like, especially like when I was a server and everything, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm going out of town this weekend to do like a uh, convention for Metrothan." Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, so you're just gonna be drinking and smoking all day?" I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. not at all. I'm gonna be shitting my pants because I'm gonna be talking to celebrities and begging them to come to our future, future year con <laughs> for us." Yeah, there. It's a year-round thing, right? So that eventually became what I did. Because yeah. for some reason, celebrities love talking to me. Yeah. At least the ones I've met. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> you got a cool personality, right? You're, yeah. You're approachable. Or, or you can approach them. You look like you could approach somebody and not kill them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that one? <laughs> but there's so much that goes into it, and I, I don't think most people realize... You know, the blood, sweat, and tears that, that myself and you guys put into it. Um, so that's why it's so difficult to, to cancel an event like that, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many logistical things that you got to factor and financial things you got to factor. Um, but we're not, you know, we're not going anywhere. Um, yeah. We got a, a virtual day planned for October um, 24th, that Saturday that would have been our convention. Um, and then the 25th of October 2020. Uh, we're having a vendor day. A vendor day. So okay. an on location, in person, outdoor um, vendor day. So we'll have vendors set up, some live music, uh, maybe a couple celebrities, local celebrities, and like cosplay contests, stuff like that. At least we're doing something. And the cool thing about that is it's free admission to everybody, right? Uh, the virtual day, the tickets are free. Um, the vendor day, the tickets are free. And for vendors to set up, it's free. Um 
and anybody that bought tickets to the October show or any vendors that got a booth that rolls over to next year automatically. Um, so you still get that and you get the free virtual day and free vendor day as well. So it's kind of like we're trying to give something back. You know, most conventions I've noticed are charging an arm and a leg to hop on these virtual things, which is crazy, right? I mean, that, I mean that's just like what I've noticed a lot of, like a lot of other conventions mm-hmm. compared to our convention. Like, um, the main reason, like, I decided to become so involved with Metrotham is because, like, I just love the idea. Because, like, the first year we went to, like, dude, we were at Camp Jordan. Mm-hmm. It was hot. Mm-hmm. It was miserable. But everybody was having a great fucking time. Yeah. And it was just, like, and, like, I, dude, I remember being so jealous for just of, like, my past self. Cause, like, my past self would have fucking killed to go to something like Matrotham. Yeah. Because, you know, when I grew up, I grew up in Ringgold. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I claim Chattanooga is my home. If I could ever find a fucking apartment to cop to, you know, kind of just like go halfway with me, I'll live in Chattanooga. But fuck, I've been waiting for I've been waiting on one woman who will remain unnamed for two fucking months on an apartment that is still empty. The apartment game is a struggle, man. God damn. I was just like, I just want to move out of my parents' house. (laughs) Oh man. But um. But the thing that used to drive me crazy, because, like, you know, I don't know if we've ever really talked about this side of my family, but I'm really the only person in my family that's nerdy. Like, mm-hmm. My mom likes to read, but she's not, like, really nerdy. Like, she doesn't yeah. really get involved in, like, different universes and stuff like that. Right. And everything, like, pretty much everything, like, nerdy that came from me came from outside influence. Like, stuff like Harry Potter, mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe, video games, anything like that. And like I just remember being so frustrated when I grew up in Ringgold and Chattanooga because it didn't feel like there was anything for me. Because mm-hmm. you know, like I like sports, but I don't want sports all the time. Right. You know, you know I like hiking. We live in Chattanooga, one of the best areas in the fucking country for it. Yeah. But you know, sometimes I just want to sit down and play video games and right. just like enjoy that. And I like want to talk to people who are passionate about some of the video games I'm passionate about. And that's what I really liked about Metrotham. Yeah. It's like not only was there a bunch of cool shit to buy. I could easily have spent like over if I had the money I could have easily spent over three thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> at our first year, easily. All in Jason easily. Douglas autographs, right? No, not Jason. I mean, a couple. No, just one of those. I would get like a voice recording. He could do like your uh, your voicemail recording. recording yeah. in, like Alkiji's voice. Yeah, Justin cannot make it to the phone right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's my birthday gift. You want to give me a good birthday gift? Get that shit for me. I can make it happen. <laughs> um. But yeah, back to the there's there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into it. So we we've canceled. We got the virtual day, vendor day. Uh, so we're giving something back to the fans. Yeah, um, the ones that are going to stay with us and yeah. after this. Which we we that's the thing too. We have from what I've seen, we have a pretty good fan base. We like, do. No one's giving a shit for for doing what we have to do. No. You know? Um, we've we've gone about it the right way too. So we tried to stay optimistic, right? We didn't want to just cancel immediately right because what if we canceled immediately and a miracle like everything gets better right you yeah. don't want to shoot yourself in the foot and do that and i was one of those people like, yeah. i'll go ahead and say like when it was coming down to like you know because you know you have a team of people now you have yeah. like a team a leadership team and 
I still kind of feel like I stuck stuck myself through that door, and I'm kind of just like in the back, like looking at everything, you know, yeah. and just like acting like I'm there. But you know, <laughs> I was one of the people that said we should wait. But you know, when it got to be like two months away, I was just like, all right, that again because you know we're handling the shit very poorly compared yeah. to other countries. Yeah, you know, um, Japan, which was which was one of like the ground zero spots, they barely have anything now mm-hmm. of it and everything. And that's because they did everything they needed to do. Right. To mitigate, I just want to slap anti-maskers right in the fucking face. Dude. <laughs> it's like my life could be normal if you dumb fucks weren't around, right? I'm like, just wear your mask, and you know that all that other stuff I talked about too is you know making sure that celebrities are available for the new dates and vendors yeah. can make it to the new dates, and there's a lot that goes into it. and making sure that our funds, so the convention center, you know we pay that in advance it's paid for right the vendor when vendors pay for their booth spot that money goes directly to the convention center i I pay it directly to the convention center to pay for our location that's the most important thing you got to have a location to host it right yeah and you don't have that location was dope yeah and and we got the same location for next year right so and that's non-refundable so that that's something you know where it's it's tough because you want you want to do right by everybody and make everybody happy you know um or as happy as they can be so i feel like we've done a pretty good job at doing that um you know by offering other options and having a virtual day and a free vendor day um that way it keeps us relevant as well like you know it also shows that you know we do care about our fans too yeah and you know, don't get me wrong. The safety of everybody was the most important thing. Because um, my hope was like eventually, like you know, we could put it on a con and it might be a little dangerous, but it wouldn't be as dangerous. And then it got closer and closer, and it's just like, dude, this shit just it's isn't not getting, changing. It's not getting much yeah. better, especially here in Chattanooga, right? Yeah. So sadly, people and, won't wear their goddamn masks. <laughs> and that's that's you know where we're at. So that's why we yeah. had to do what we had to do. But we got a lot of cool stuff planned, man. Uh, the Metrothamon Sensor is one of them. You know, we're, we're going to bring quality content to you guys. Hodgkin's going to do his thing with uh, Uncensored. And, and I know. do have, like, plans to do stuff, like, when we get further down the line and get, like, a get like a bigger fan following maybe on some of the longer episodes i'll i'll actually respond to some hate mail yeah you know yeah that's stuff like that yeah you know we got our live show metrotham con live that's Mm -hmm. on facebook i'm interviewing dustin and brian we're all three i'm supposed to be interviewing all three of you at some point that was actually supposed to be the first episode Mm -hmm. to all the listeners but you know life is fucking crazy for everybody (laughs) one of us has a newborn baby one of us has two babies yeah. the other one's about to get married and the other ones you know just uh can't catch a fucking break <laughs> <laughs> um but we got the live show that you guys can tune into it's every uh every monday at 8 p.m 8 p.m um, we you'll got some, we got new hosts new hosts that's you'll exciting some, you'll sometimes see me on there but mostly yeah. it's going to be them i actually really like their chemistry girl power man yeah uh we got the magical miss emmy it's also like to praise them on the show like whenever like you know i usually see like you know something that's girl based it usually feels like really really corny to me uh-huh. with them no it feels natural yeah. they're all three fucking funny then right. in my opinion yeah so they, they all have great. their their good qualities that will mesh well so we got yeah. the magical miss emmy still on there yeah um we've got Lieris and we've got Michaela. I got kicked off for my uh, fucking, for for my uh, supplement 
<laughs> thing that came along. Yeah. Um, you know, and then that's a joke. I'm going to be on the show sometimes. Right. We're all we, we've all done the show at some point in time, you know. Um, what was your favorite show? My favorite shows are the on location ones, man. Not not because I've gotten to do almost all those myself. Oh, dude, that was like the one time. They're always fun. That was the one time during this entire thing where I got so pissed off at you, Brian, and Dustin. Yeah. Because like the week before, y'all were like, okay, uh, you're going to make a top five Boruto list, so you need to watch Boruto. And I'm like, I fucking hate Boruto. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and like you know it's grown on me a little bit now but yeah. like i watched a week's worth of boruto came up with a list came up with like facts to talk about like why they're my favorite character and everything like that it's like oh yeah scratch boruto you're actually interviewing that person and the show starts in five minutes <laughs> and i was like i could fucking strangle each and every one of you right now <laughs> but, that, but but that's the way it goes right yeah. like that that's with anything in like showbiz not saying that we're big time showbiz people no. but, but that's with anything when it comes to stuff like this. You have this. to be willing to adapt to change, for sure. Got to. Things will change kind of on the fly. and um, I thought, because, you know, like, that was the first time we interviewed... Um, Lieris. Lieris. First time we interviewed Lieris was at that show. At Game On. And, like, yeah, me and her even talked about it. It's like, yeah, you seem like a really... You seem really pissed off the last time I saw you. And I was just like, that's a whole fucking story that we can get into <laughs> on some other point. Um, and she was just like, what do you mean? It was like, let's, let's put it this way. I had to be one of the people interviewing of you, you, and I didn't know you existed until about two minutes before screen time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we'll, we'll throw curveballs every once in a while. Yeah. Um, so we got the live show every Monday at 8 p.m. Um, via Facebook. Um, that That's going to be great. You know, yeah. we've worked a lot on the production. Everything that we do, we're, we're up in the production value on it. Um, I'm actually about to hand you guys over some skits for that show. Nice. I think like ten of them. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've got so our gaming channel tomorrow. We have it. We're having a gaming day. Uh, it's where we're going to record a lot of footage. Yeah, I'll be that. showing up for that, but like you know, towards later part of it because uh, boy's got to make his paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got the gaming channel. We've got uh, Matrotham tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's uh, Dustin and Brian's new new gig. Um, basically it's like the Jimmy Fallon show, but, but nerdy. Yeah. Um, so we have, kind of like what this guess. is going to be. Yeah. Kind of like how this is the Joe Rogan experience, but nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they'll have, you know, they'll be suited and booted and do and you know, this guy movies. probably can't kick the majority of the world's ass. This yeah. guy right now can't kick. <laughs> um, so we've are we're working real hard on that as far as doing celebrity interviews and working on comedy sketches. Oh yeah. Like I got a couple of them that I'm doing that I'm researching right now can't wait for some of them dude some of the comedy sketches we've talked about um so wayne's world is the first one i'll go ahead and talk about that but um i had an idea for a um for a fucking oh my god my mind just went blank fucking denzel washington some uh, training kevin, days kevin smith not kevin smith uh kevin spacey brad pitt Seven? Seven. Yeah. Like, I have a seven bit that I'm writing out for you guys. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really funny. Nice. Yeah. So, we there's a lot of funny stuff. It's going to be yeah. hilarious. Um, I mean, uh, we have, like, a lot of funny people that are going to be writing on this. Yeah. 
kind of and like you know and not just like you know it's our job to it's just like we want to do it because it's a fun thing to do it's fun and it gives you know the fans content right it's, it it keeps us relevant for one you know that's one reason to do it but it it's fun and it brings you know a lot of hilarious stuff to our, our our fan base you know yeah dustin's the perfect guy for it yeah <laughs> me and him got in a roast battle and i like and i got a little too real for him <laughs> those roast battles can be fun like yeah. he was talking about like you know his hair compared to my hair you yeah know, how long it is and how glorious it is and i was just like bitch you look like jesus if you discovered fast food <laughs> <laughs> jesus needs to leave mcdonald's alone huh <laughs> um so yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, you know. And then next year, hopefully, we're we're back to normal. We'll do the the COVID nineteen guidelines. You guys can find those on the website at metrothamcon.com. You can see everything that we're planning to do to keep everybody safe for next year. We're still gonna do it next year, regardless of where, you know, COVID could be magically gone, but we're still gonna do that stuff just to be safe, right? Yeah. Just to be safe, at least for the the time being, right? Um, until the the whole world gets better as a whole, and you know we'll we'll be hopeful that that happens. Oh man, I'm so mad. Like uh, if COVID wasn't going on, I would have just gotten back from Japan like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have been at Dragon Con right now. Yeah, like uh, we talked about up. this because like you know I would I might have been in Japan at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it was either the last couple months, and it's just like God damn it. <laughs> It's just like as soon as a brother gets some money, fuck. Right. Yep. Yeah. Need that stimulus check to come through. <laughs> like, yeah, another one. <laughs> yeah, dude, my car fucking blew its transmission and engine today. Yeah. I mean, no, not today, like a week ago. Right. Simultaneously, at the same time. When the fuck does that happen? 2020. Well, That's like, when oh, that happens. Fuck this year, dude. <laughs> That's when this happens. Took away my favorite car. Like, not even at the end of it. Yeah, and not to, not to get you know too somber on this show but yeah you know we've lost a lot of people too this year so far um hell it got started and you were the first you were who i was right beside when i found out the news on this kobe bryant died in january we were at um chattacon and we're sitting there we're sitting there and i'm like and we already had a shitty weekend leading up to this i'm like dude this can't be real there's no way this is real and then i called my buddy Oh. And I called Alec, remember? Because I was yeah. like, dude, my friend would know for sure if this is fake or not. So I called my buddy Alec up, and I was just like, dude, is Kobe Bryant really dead? And he was just like, yeah, dude. Yeah. He just died. That's Dude, that was the start of 2020, right? It's like, oh, shit, here we go. And then, you know, COVID right after that. And here recently, Norm Spencer, the voice of Cyclops from X-Men the Animated Series, died. And we've got such a good relationship with all those folks man they're yeah. amazing people and that yeah. really hit heart, me in heart the goes out to the family yeah and everything like that heart goes out to the family heart goes out you know everybody that had the pleasure of working with them yeah because uh, you actually talked to kyle a little bit about him and everything yeah apparently he was a really good guy yeah he's, he was a good dude yeah and uh you know then of course chadwick boseman uh just recently that was dude, out of fucking nowhere man yeah um he had been battling it you know for years apparently so yeah no but one you no can, one at marvel knew about it right which is crazy that? because you could you there were images of him out there like looking like really frail and sick you know like there's gotta be something wrong you know but most people dismissed it as oh maybe it's for a movie role or something yeah 
you know. Yeah. But he looked really frail, like not movie role frail, like sick frail. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude, that was that was tough. And if you guys caught the live show, you know, this past Monday, we did a little tribute to Norm and, and Chadwick. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but you know, our hopes and dreams for um for Metrothamcon are j- to just keep pumping out content and you know bringing a good show with good guests and good you know good content for the whole weekend. Um, I've talked to you about it. I want it to be kind of like an entertainment thing, you know. And I used this analogy before. Um, so WWF, but prior to WWE was just about wrestling right yeah now it's wwe you know world wrestling entertainment like so they've got movies and music videos and tv shows they're doing all kinds of different stuff and that's kind of my vision for metropolis right okay can we do that but be good yes okay right nice yeah they're doing something right though because the you know <laughs> i mean they got they millions a, of viewers but yeah. uh i don't know if you've seen the south park episode yeah <laughs> they took her they took his job yeah but Basically, we want to bring all kinds of an entertainment from our live shows to our, our social media stuff um, to our conventions, which will have musical guests that aren't typically at conventions. We talked about this before. I want to bring in some. I mean, that's the thing. Like me, you talked about it before. Like you know, everybody has such, like such a strict limit on like what's nerdy and like what's not nerdy. Right. If you know a lot of sub, if you know a lot about something, you're nerding out over that subject. If you know a lot about basketball, you're a basketball nerd. Yeah. If you know a lot about football, you're a football nerd. Right. Everybody's a nerd about something. How many conventions? If you can quote the Bible, you're a Jesus nerd. Right. How many? How many conventions do you know of that hosts like a, a huge Madden, <laughs> a Madden tournament? You don't really hear that, really. It's it's always fighting games like uh, yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters has been popular or uh, uh, Smash, Smash Bros. Brothers. Um, I want to do Madden tournaments. Like I, I want to, you That'd know, be cool. I wouldn't participate. Not because I, I don't like sports games, but right. You know, but there are a lot, there are a lot, lot of people, people that who do. like sports games. So why know? not have not something for them. them to do? And yeah. maybe they'll come and be like, "Damn, you know, this game's dope." It's you again, know, or, you know, like being. It's again like what you've said about being all inclusive. We want to yeah. involve everybody, right? Just because it's not something that me and you would be into. Just, I mean. Just keep, can we not do a furry hour, please? <laughs> please. We'll have furry content. Oh my god. Yeah, man. It's coming. Um, but one thing I furries I'll... and clowns are the bane of my existence. <laughs> and to get back to like your original question of, you know, Chattanooga and trying to make Chattanooga like put it on the map, so to speak. Um, you know, Chattanooga has had that black eye for a while, you know, and that was probably our biggest hurdle and still is somewhat of a hurdle but we've we've kind of overcome it a little bit is i'm sure i've had like people that you know they they heard that I, like i'm a convention from chattanooga and at first they don't want to talk to me yeah. but then they hear metrotham they're like oh what's that that's that's something new right yeah so and then that's kind of like we have to argue our point of like hey we're we're something new we're something different um you know we take care of everybody like our vendors are super important to us our celebrities are super important our staff everybody's so important i lied i lied to a certain vendor because like you know he was talking about you know how like all the heads like all the money just goes to the heads mm-hmm. for some of the china based conventions and like 
vendors or actors won't even see their splits sometimes. And it's just like, yeah, we're not about that. Nah. He goes like, well, what makes you say that? And it's like, because I'm one of the second heads and I'm not even getting paid for this. This yeah. is just something I enjoy doing. Right. And see, that's that's a thing too. So I'm not in it for money. Yeah. You know, what would I love to get to a point to where, you know, we're getting paid for this. You know, I, we can be a little sustainable or to where I can support my family just doing this so I can focus on this one. Absolutely. Yeah. But does that mean I'm going to go out and buy a Mercedes? No, absolutely not. If I can keep what I have now, I will put every other dime back into it. Right. All right. I'm going to write down a question. Finish yeah. that thought. I will put every ounce you know, and I've, I said it in the video, you know, I, I would keep doing this until the day I die, even if we broke even every year. Yeah. If we put on a dope-ass show and I broke even and it allows us to continue to put keep putting on a show every year, I would do it forever. Just to see the joy and the camaraderie that comes with it. You know, because it's like, I, I put it this Speaking way. Speaking of breaking even, yeah. did we, how close did we come to making a profit or breaking even with our first year. We took a little bit of a hit our first year. Yeah. But you know, that's with every first year. I mean, that's with a lot of conventions that are five or 10 years and they'd still take hits. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're ever adapting and ever growing. So, um, and, and one thing that helps us is there's not a founder or a chair that's just wants a line in his pockets. Right. I want yeah. to put it all back into it. I mean, like, one thing that I've noticed, because, you know, with being, like, so well-known through, like, Matrotham, it's actually gotten me into, like, to meet, like, the other runners of, like, other cons mm -hmm. and everything like that. And the thing that I can say about our con, like, our heads that's different from other conventions heads is like we all have different perspective right like you know you know we all are, ha have different interests we mm -hmm. all have different motives yeah but when it comes to the metrotham you know we use that to our advantage where most cons that would be crippling to them yeah because they can't stand being around people who don't think and act like they do well and, and it starts with so i'm receptive to all that right yeah i want people that can challenge me i want people that can give me good solid advice whether i use it or not right mm -hmm. you know what i mean i want you guys to speak up i want you guys to be like hey mark why don't we try this maybe this will work better okay cool we'll try anything i mean yeah this just started out as an idea i had yeah like i was just like i wouldn't mind doing my own podcast yeah i uh, dude i thought i was getting fired from the fucking stream that <laughs> night i was just like i've talked too much shit about scoob i'm getting fired right now <laughs> Apparently, yeah. we're really good friends with people at Scoob. That's what I'm gathering. <laughs> no, but, uh, it, it was just you know this. But no, like this is uh, more your avenue. Yeah, this is more my avenue. I'd be happier doing like something like this full time. Yeah. But also, I get to do the show sometimes. You know, if the other girls don't beat me up first, I don't know if you once caught those pictures, but the <laughs> one girl hit me in the head with a hammer. Yeah, the the Harley mallet. Yeah, that's why I keep forgetting her name. Yeah, Mika, Michaela, Michaela. Yeah, um, but yeah, that that show is gonna be great. But we want to put Chattanooga on the map, be something different, bring all kinds of different entertainment to everybody, to all walks of life, not just nerdy people. We want everybody to be included. And and one thing that I've noticed that that we will do different, and we're gonna do a lot of things different. And we've had conversations about it. Um, one thing I feel like gives conventions 
a bad visual stigma is cosplay. I love cosplay. Cosplay is going to be a huge part of our convention, a la $1,000 cash prize for the winner of the cosplay contest, right? Cash prize. Like, you can go yeah. pay your rent and car payment with that. You're yeah. not getting, like, Matrothamcon bucks or gift certificate. $1,000. Cash, right? In your hand. Yeah. For looking like Kakashi. Right. And, um... Not 6ix9ine. We're talking about <laughs> Kakashi Sensei from Naruto. Yeah. Kakashi 6ix9ine, you can fuck right on off. Yeah. But you see a lot of conventions advertise cosplay hardcore. What does that do? Most people, I don't know. But I've thought about it. What it does is all these other normal people, quote unquote, um, like, look at all these adults dressed up, you know, in costumes. I ain't going to that. Cool. So what do they think it go, is? I don't go to the thing where you put face paint on and go to football games either. So right. it's fine. What do you th- what yeah. do they think this is? Halloween? Right. What they don't get. We need to get them past that, right? Yeah. We need to get them get away from the adults in costumes. That's not what it's all about. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe at some conventions it is, ours it is not going to be all about that. There's going to be something truly for everyone. We need to get them past that. To where they come, you know, or to where we offer something, whether it be one of their favorite hip hop artists from the '80s is going to be there, and that gets them there on a Saturday. Oh my god! You know, and we got Will Smith one year, <laughs> and they come just for that. Was shut the fuck down. Yeah, <laughs> and they come just for that. We've got them at that point mm-hmm. because then they we're can, showing that we're trying to get everybody in on this shit, and, and then they'll see like, oh wow. You know, this isn't just people in costumes. There's a lot more here. Like, there's there's vendors that are selling cool stuff that my kids would love. Shit that I would love. I love Game of Thrones. You know, there's yeah. there's so many people who don't who shun nerdiness that are actually nerdy themselves. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. It's like shit. I love RoboCop too. And it's just like motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that's what we've been talking about this entire time. If you watch Game of Thrones or Stranger Things or anything like that, there's a connection there, right? Yeah. And we need to make that connection with everyone. Dude, I'm a huge stand-up comedian nerd. Like, I know my stand-up, man. Yeah. And, uh, like, other things, like, I'm really into Terminator, really into Alien, really into, like, pretty much every, like, 80s, 70s sci-fi thing I'm pretty much fucking into. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, if we got, let's, I'm trying to think of one, let's say like a 90s R&B group. Uh, let me think of one, like 112 or, or, or Jagged Edge or something like that. You if mean we, D12? No, 112. That did Peaches Ain't Cream. But you yeah. know who I'm talking about. I know right? who you're talking about, yeah. Go to sleep, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if we, if so if we get somebody like that, I'm going to promote the shit out of that on news and radio, right? To normal folk. Yeah. Um, the nerdy people are already going to come to a convention because they love cosplay and comic books and gaming. Video games. You know, they're already going to after come. After parties. Right, they're already going to come. Dude, the after party for for our first year, that shit was fucking insane. They were pretty sick, weren't yeah. they? They were pretty, they were fun. The, that, what was that shit? Unicorn Tears? Unicorn Tears, oh yeah. Oh my god, dude. Christina, shout out. Those are great. We'll what, see you next year. Were those year. tequila or vodka? I have no clue. Good I just, lord. I drank a lot of I them. I drank three of them and I was 
fucked up. <laughs> like, just like, dude, just like, not to the point where it looks like I'm getting my ass kicked by a ghost, but it definitely looks like I'm getting some body work, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with, with we'll wrap all that up in a nice bow. Just Metrothamcon's different. Yeah. You know, our and you can see it in our staff. Like, our staff is so, and that's why I love you guys so much. You guys, you do all this stuff. I ask a lot of you, right? I mean, that's, I feel the same about, like, the staff, especially with, like, everyone. Like, everyone that, like, because, like, I have a, what's, sometimes when I'm doing stuff like the podcast or I'm doing stuff like the live stream or, mm-hmm. like, I'm becoming the face of Metrotham. I'm having, like, a, what is it, like, a something syndrome like faker syndrome or something yeah. like that yeah and everyone especially the ones with a lot of knowledge like you cat mm-hmm. april emmy brian dustin i could go on and on naming have all just like you know just like this is what you need to do this mm-hmm. is what this is this is what that is like emmy's favorite thing is just telling me about con cultures and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we want to break the mold of con culture a little bit yeah because right? we do want to be different yeah for sure um whatever want to feel safe at our con yeah most definitely that you know that's probably one of the most the important last episode things. i was on they you know especially with all three of them being female cosplayers just like you know mm-hmm. um you know uh cosplay is not consent stuff like that oh yeah i'll we need to preach that he- we're going to preach that heavily somebody i'll throw somebody's ass out with a quickness like, yeah yeah <laughs> You I mean, see Mark over here with somebody tossing them out I mean, the yeah. door like I mean, that. You, you have kids. You, yeah. know, you have th- you have three daughters. Yes. Two daughters. Three daughters. Okay. Yeah. I don't play that shit. You yeah. know what I mean. So we we won't put up with any of that stuff. You know. Um, yeah. There's just no tolerance for things like that, and you know, we can. Things we can't guarantee it'll be 100 percent safe because things happen at things you know, happen behind closed like doors, that. man. But, you know, we're going to be within walking distance of four different hotels and shit. Yeah, and, and no, you but know. But if you come up to any of our staff and say, like, hey, I'm in trouble. I think this, pers- this person's we're really on creeping it. me out. Yeah, we're on that shit. We'll be there to help you out, you yeah. know. You'll see a, a flock of <laughs> Matrotham Con crew, like, running up. What's going on? You know, because we had an incident sim- similar to that, you know, last year um, where one of our guests lost his bag and everybody just kind of, like, came together like boom let's find this shit scoped i I want to say almost all of east ridge got scoped after that shit man it was was fucking crazy yeah so yeah just know that you know vendors were like we're like if you walk away we're like on your shit to make sure it doesn't get stolen no like that was like one of my jobs last year when like one of the music shows was going on was just like walking through all the vendor area make sure no fucking person was trying to steal like a uh, sword replica or something yeah so like you know we're we're gonna Make for sure you have fun and that it's safe. It's safe, you know, for everybody. You right? know, you know, we're going to be like family friendly, but you know, like I think it's like cats things like after ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be like the more the freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night a little bit. <laughs> no, it, it's it's not crazy, but take, crazy. But take, but take the real freaky shit to your hotel rooms for sure, for real. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Drink you some unicorn tears at the after party and go to your room at the Marriott. Yeah. It's it's connected. It's it's right there. Invite so. people you want to invite. Yeah. We are no way involved in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. contrary to con- popular belief of what of what rumor I started, we are not going to be having the whorehouse no. at uh, the uh, Metrotham <laughs> Con. 
<laughs> oh, dude, I still can't believe I did that. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> Prepare for trouble. Make it like double. a double. Hodgkin's about to call a horror house a horror house. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We're, we're, that's you know kind of what we got. You got any other questions for me? Any hard hitting stuff? Any hard hitting stuff? But um. Yeah, dude, I think that's a pretty good one to end it on. I mean, it's not like it's going to be our last one. Yeah. We'll probably have a couple of these. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I got some stuff that we can talk about next time. But, yeah, like we said at the beginning, this is was kind of just something to get, like, our gears rolling. Well, my gears rolling to see how I would do these things. Mm-hmm. So, final question to you, boss man. Yeah, how, man. How did I do with the first podcast? Um, it was great. We had some good interaction. Uh, this was a fun one where we just kind of talked about all kinds of stuff, right? We talked yeah. about DC, we talked about Marvel, politics, religion a little bit, yeah. um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And that's, that's and the I want beauty. all my viewers to be out there to know, like I said in the beginning that like I consider myself a liberal, I consider myself an atheist. I don't find people dumb that hold opposite beliefs of me. Yeah. So you never have to worry about that listening to this show. I'm going to listen to what people have to say. I'm going to be mm. respectful if they can. But if there, are, if for some reason on the show one time I get a flat earther and he asks me how I feel about flat earth, I'm gonna say it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of, <laughs> and we settled the shit literally a thousand years ago. So yeah, let's move on. Right. <laughs> but uh, other than that, no, I'll be completely respectful of guests that I have on here. But yeah. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be free. I'm gonna be fun with them. Yeah. So like, and that that's kind of you know we talked about the vision for it. We want it to be uncensored. Um, you ask all the hard hitting questions, get personal with people. Um, you know, if you want to go to politics and stuff like that, fine. You know, as long as, as long as that person's open to that stuff, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing that's off limits. Um, and you guys will get to know a lot about myself throughout this process. A lot about Hodgkins, uh, Brian, Dustin, all of our staff. Um, celebrity yeah, guests you'll get to know. anybody listening that might be a future guest on the podcast I do not mind if you ask me questions and nothing is off limits for me right so yeah. same yeah. here you know yeah. I may not wholeheartedly or completely answer your question but yeah. I'll answer your question yeah. oh me I don't give a shit <laughs> yeah I need to stay a little bit neutral. Yeah, know? I understand yeah. like where you're coming from, but like I'm the guy of uncensored, so I need to yeah. be the I need to be the wild card, you know, the you know the wild one of sorts. Yeah, yeah, and that that's that's what we need. Yeah, you know? this I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. I uh, think it is too. There's we like I said we had some good dialogue back and forth. Um, if you guys like what you hear, you know, leave be comments. Sure to, be sure to leave some hate mail too, because I yeah. will be reading some of that off in the future. Be sure to uh, tune. Some in. episodes might just be me reading off hate mail. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Be like, hey, fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can uh, find us at Podbean. Podbean um, for right now. Yeah, that's where we'll be doing all of our, our coming uploading. To, coming to Spotify soon. No, I'm just kidding. We, we have not been in any talks about Spotify. Podbean goes to Spotify too. What? So, yeah. So we're on Spotify? If you host a, to Podbean, it can go to Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. So, oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we might be on those. Yeah. Are, wait, are we? Are we will be. It's yeah. a possibility. No, we will be. Oh, we will yeah. be. Okay, yeah. nice. So, you know. I should know this shit. <laughs> <laughs> be on the lookout for, for more um, episodes of Metrothem Uncensored with uh, Justin Hodgkins. Yes, please. Come and listen. <laughs> they're, they're only going to get better and better as we go. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. th- this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me as like your first guest on the show. Oh, dude. Thanks for the opportunity, man. Yeah, no problem. Um, and we, we look forward to seeing you guys at future events 
go to that virtual con. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got some cool guests we're about to announce. Uh, vendor Day, come show up. Support your, your local vendors. Absolutely. They're in a tough time right now. So. Absolutely. Um, and then next year, come out to Metrotham Con Episode 2. Horror. Oh, oh the horror. horror. Um, it's just like, uh, I can't wait to, until me, you, and Dustin are on. That might be like a five-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Like we're gonna do that one early in the day because it might go late at night. Yeah. How long have we been doing that? Fucking eight hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's the end. That's it's the your end. classically trained Mark signing off. Justin Hodgkins. Love you guys. Mwah. Peace. You've been listening to Matrotham Uncensored with host Justin Hodgkins. Subscribe to our podcast and tune in weekly on Apple or Spotify. Live long and prosper.